All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you can hear, uh, just real quick before we get started, as you can hear, my voice is shot. I finally had my wedding reception this past weekend. Um, as you see my shirt, I'm officially married as, I, I mean, always and forever. Nice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 62 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast, powered by the Eastern Observer. You can taste the power, and I'm going to be drinking a lot of the power today. My voice is shot, and we have a cucking crazy episode. We have three shows to pick today. We have three shows. Make your points in the line. WrestlingPickem.com. So let's not waste any time. Down on the bottom part of our screen, we have the first ever pro wrestling pick'em champion, the living legend, John Ducati. John, how are you today? Not bad, not bad, Al. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for sending up the Winged Eagle Championship belt with your brother for me to take a wedding picture with him. That will be on air as soon as I get it back. Came out perfectly, absolutely an amazing belt. He had some stories in pre-production about it. Maybe you and Brian, uh, Ryan on the Daily Wrestling News Show, you can do an episode. Uh, give yourself a little, a little belts episode. You know, there's nothing going on today. Give you guys a little fun with that. There you go. Uh, at the wedding, actually, was uh, was Mike Veda's cousin, John Smith. <laughs> now, John, uh, real quick before we get to, to the hellos with you, I know the big reason it was a huge event on Sunday, my wedding reception, we were smoothing with the big wigs. Of the Eastern Observer, there we have Joe McMahon, producer Joe McMahon, and the sheriff, Tyler Adele. Everybody was present and accounted for. Yes, great time this weekend, man. I was It was great to finally meet those two. And, you know, I wasn't just at the wedding. I was in the wedding. And it was one of the one of the greatest wedding – or probably the, the best wedding reception that you'll ever see. So I can't wait till the video comes out so I can see it. I, I can't either. I, I did a proposal. I played fast money for my wedding vows. It was a, it was a complete bleep show. Uh, so, you know, if you were there, you never forgot it. You know, and I'm sure there was bootleg copies. Somebody probably video. There's probably bootleg copies being sold outside <laughs> in the parking lot. Uh, today's episode, Gary Mihefi is back with us to join uh, to discuss NXT. So the fact that there's so many stuff that's in the main event, that's the first time I think I've ever uh, like headlined the headlines with Gary. Usually he's a little bit farther down the bottom. We're gonna, Gary's going to be a uh, big match between Trent Seven and Eddie Dennis last Thursday. Uh, Ryan Joy is back with us this week. He'll be discussing the results from Ring of Honor. Best in the world. I don't think CM Punk showed up, which was a little disappointing. Not sure why they would call it that if Punk wasn't going to be there. So who knows? Maybe Ryan can uh, chime in on that. Uh, We make our picks for this week's upcoming shows. As you can see, no stick figures this week. Like I said, Ryan Joy is back. All the statistics and the graphics on the show are always presented by MinutesToBellTime.com. And, of course, our picks are sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, she'll like it too. <laughs> uh, we're going to main event the show. Like I said, we have a 
a cluster bleep of uh of shows to pick today. We have Fighter Fest Night One, we have Slammiversary, and we have Money in the Bank. This is absolutely absolutely going to be nuts. And we actually have a very special guest in the Money in the Bank segment. She will be making her picks in her first appearance on the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Maggie Majoy has been killing it. She will be on air later in the episode. We're looking forward to have her. But we're going to curtain jerk the show uh, with the great American Bash in NXT. Absolutely phenomenal show last Tuesday night. Watching cover to cover, not a bad thing on it. And John DeConi, the main event was Cole O'Reilly 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo, as you like to call it. <laughs> um, straight up, they professional wrestled each other this time. Yeah, I mean, these two are fantastic. They got more than enough to, you know, they got almost 25 minutes to just put on uh, a barn burner, and it absolutely was that. Uh, Cole was nursing his knee injury from the heel hook uh, the week before that Samoa Joe didn't uh, help him get out of quickly enough. Uh, but the, the first, like, five, almost ten minutes of this match was just the two of them beating the hell out of each other. It wasn't even so much professional wrestling early on. It was just two people who absolutely hated each other beating the living daylights out of each other. And then eventually they would get into the fact that the two of them are amazing technicians and, uh, you know, Cole mentions Kyle's wife, so Kyle loses his mind and gets a little over-aggressive. That leads to him getting uh, slammed into the ring post outside. He eventually would take a Panama Sunrise outside. Uh, eventually, they'd get back in. Uh, Cole would miss that, uh, that top rope diving knee. Uh, that would lead to him taking a last shot, but he kicked out. And then he would get the Panama Sunrise once again with the last shot combo. And Adam Cole, baby, ties it up at one to one in his blood feud with the pinfall victory. There you go. So you're right now. The series is at one one. You know, as good as one one. You know, best two out of three. It's tough to beat a guy three times in the same season. We all know that. So <laughs> like, it's one one. Is there going to be round three? Um, if you know what type of match it's going to be, and hopefully nobody rolls and dislocates their ankle this time in match three, and everyone wastes their money on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't worry about that fake stuff. Yeah, that was, you can see them whispering like, "This is where I'm going to hurt myself." Yeah, you know, I, I saw McGregor yeah. whispering. <laughs> um, John Smith, we have new women's tag team champions. This one threw a wrench in a lot of our shows. A lot of it ruined my perfect pay per view. Uh, everybody but Gary got this. Got this wrong. Yeah, I mean the, uh, and we all should have known that that Tegan Knox thing was was going to happen during the Candice LeRae match because I, you know, the cat was out of the bag on the the, the charging battery. You know, I, we all heard that Tegan had had um, you know a, a dark match or whatever recently, and so you know we kind of ignored that and just all thought that the way was going to hold on to their titles because this was a uh, you know put the phone together tag team of EO and Zoe, but. You know what? Maybe Triple H did this because uh, he wanted Eo to stay, and he thought that Vince was going to go pluck Eo up onto the main roster, you know, sooner than later. So I, you know, I, I like the idea of them being the champions. I we just didn't see it coming, you know. No, like I said we were talking about. It. We kind of figured it was teasing, and John Smith, you knew 
You called it months ago. I think it, there was some other like, takeovers. Of, oh, this is where Tegan's going to come out and beat the crap out of Candace. And all of a sudden, when we we just couldn't put two and two together on it. It was so close. But uh, unfortunately, uh, this will not be the last time. And, and not unfortunately, but you know, 100%, we haven't talked about her in nine months or however long it's been. Uh, we're going to be talking about Tegan a little later on in the show as well. As she got the uh, potential call-up. They did call her NXT Superstars on SmackDown. But, yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. John Smith, staying with you. Uh, we had a comment from James Wheeler. He's coming in hot right off the bat. I guess uh, – L.A. Knight can call himself Batman right now. He's got a butler. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean there. Yeah, <laughs> not a very loyal butler to say the least. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the uh, the last match I went over, we didn't see coming. This, we all knew what was happening here. L.A. Knight was going to keep that million-dollar title, at least for now. And, uh, you know, it would be a much more entertaining angle with, with Cameron Grimes being forced to be his butler. So they had – you know, hell of a match it ended it with uh, a DDT on the outside where the ref couldn't see on top of the uh, the million dollar title. Rolls him back in, or no, he came in just before ten, then just got put down with LA Knight's finisher, that almost stunner looking thing. That's more like a DDT going forward or whatever. But uh, yeah, very good match. You know exactly what we expected, though. Yeah, I believe he calls it the BFT. I'm not exactly sure what that stands for. Maybe somebody can chime in on that one in, in YouTube land. Uh, hot off the press right now. I just got a text. You know, you throw him on screen and he appears. Sheriff Tyler Dell just sent me his picks for money in the bank. We're good to go, boy. Yes, exactly. Here's the, the tease for the end of the show. Stay tuned for Tyler Dell, the sheriff of the Eastern Observer, uh, for his picks on money in the bank. Uh, John DeConi, a lot of guys were on Tampa and Thatcher. Uh, Travis and I were not. We got that, actually we got that right. We we stayed true. Uh, I called Grizzled Young Veterans, so I, I was off on my prediction. Why? But I got the points for it. I'll take it. Uh, what happened here? Yeah, I, it, you just thought that you know GYV was somehow going to play into this because they've had words with MSK. They absolutely hate Chompa and Thatcher, so it was a no-brainer. They were going to get involved at some point in time here, except for the fact that they didn't. Uh, this one just yeah. went, you know, <laughs> just went straightforward, start to finish. Uh, and God, Champ and Thatcher are so good together. Two guys that you know, one's uh, generally a brawler, the other one's an absolute, you know, mat technician. And they're they're fighting the two high flyers, and man, they're. Their styles just matched perfectly because this was, you know, 15 minutes that was just so much fun. Uh, Champ and Thatcher in the beginning, they just, you know, they were picking them apart. They were putting on a clinic. Uh, and, of course, MSK had their little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a comeback. Uh, but, it, it, all right, I, I almost never complain about NXT. But I really didn't love this ending. <laughs> this you know, you had uh, you had the fairy tale ending. You had the, that power bomb neckbreaker combo, and it all ends with you know two partners kind of bumping into each other, uh, distracting each other, and the old raw roll up on NXT's Great American Bash, and uh, Wesley grabbed Thatcher <laughs> inside cradle, rolled him up for the one two three. MSK retains. Yeah, there goes NXT ripping off Raw. That was 
I think everybody was a little let down. And they all say, leave that on Mondays. You know, just leave that. <laughs> yeah. just to see every once in a while. Like I said, I think I said it last week. Just keep us on our toes every once. I mean, we're all fine. You want to have five on a show, whatever. It's a three-hour show. But, you know, every once in a while, you got to keep us on our toes. Because then when they do it, you're like, oh, my God, he can actually get pinned right now. And then when he kicks out, you're like, oh, shit. You know? So, <laughs> they yeah, did the Great American the, Bad the Show, match. Done it, but, yeah, that's. Uh, the women's match ended with a freaking roll-up, too. Yeah, really? The women's tag match, yeah, because I Tegan thought I thought, with... she, I thought she hit the moonsault. I thought it was a, uh, I guess Zoe uh, hit that. Uh, I thought it was that, a small package. That K three sixty. The K three sixty, she called it. Thank you for putting. Whoever is in NXT running production, he put that on the graphic. That that's the name of her finishing move, or else I wouldn't have known it. The K three sixty. Ah. Okay, so that is that was the Great American Bash. Uh, for the most part, uh, we got some stuff leaking into tonight on NXT, and we'll get to the points and the scoring um, from the from the Great American Bash uh, after we make our picks for upcoming. So, but we have our breakout tournament starting tonight. We have no brackets as far as I know, but uh, here we go. The same tournament that brought us Cameron Grimes. And Dexter Loomis and Bronson Reed and Joaquin Wild uh, and so forth. We're doing it again two years later. So the first match we had uh, Iki Jiro, if I'm saying that right, correctly, Iki Manjiro going up against Duke Hudson, who we saw last summer as Brandon Vink tag teaming with Sugar Shane Thorne. His real name is not Sugar Shane, but it's just Shane Thorne. Uh, who is now, I believe, uh, Slapjack presented by Popeye's Chicken. I hope they do something with him soon. Uh, but we got Brendan Vink back on TV. He's now known as Duke Hudson. Uh, John Smith as our senior NXT correspondent. I'm sure you've done a lot of uh, you know deep digging on these breakout guys. Who do you got in this match? Yeah, I'm actually not going to pretend I know a single thing about either <laughs> one of these guys. And uh, I'll just take the Japanese guy because Hunter loves Japanese people. Hey, uh, there you go. Uh, John DeConi, who do you got? Uh, give me Duke Hudson because I don't know either of them. Yeah, I'm going to go with the fact that this guy is Brandon Vink, and we do know him. We've seen him on Monday nights. We've seen him do a roll-up. He's pretty good at it. Uh, I remember uh, the, the episodes one, two, three, somewhere in the very early stages, I was talking with Tyler. They defeated Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Like, they were almost in, in a 14 division. They were ranked, like, two. You know, like, they were, they were almost in line for a tag title shot for the champions were at that time. So, like, they he, he's all right. Uh, so, we know who he is. We don't really need him to break out in this because we already know him. So, I'll go with uh, Ike Manjiro on this one. Uh, we have Saray last week or two weeks ago. She went to Commissioner Regal very politely, very respectful. She asked for him after Tony Storm. Uh, Tony Storm pretty much, I guess, said no. Gigi Joel, uh, Gigi Dolan stepped up, so that will be tonight. Sorry, right, takes on Gigi Dolan. Uh, John DeConi. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason why uh, Saray wouldn't continue her hot streak here. She came in with a lot of hype, so I assume it's going to be a while before we see her uh, take a loss. John Smith. Yeah, I agree completely. Unless Tony Storm makes an appearance, but I think she's uh, got the call up now, so I don't think she's going to be on this week. Yeah, that's true. And I, I'm Gigi Dolan, sorry about your damn look. 
And then uh, a real big announcement uh, last week at the Great American Bash. Pretty cut and dry. Regal brought out both Karen Cross and Johnny Gargano. Said enough is enough. It's time for a change. Shout out Owen Hart. And they're going to fight. So everything goes accordingly. Samoa Joe will be the special guest referee in an NXT championship match between Karen Cross and Johnny Takeover. But this is not a takeover. Uh, Johnny Gargano, the leader of the way. So, John Smith, you giving Johnny a chance here? Um, I'm giving Johnny a chance to win by disqualification. I am not giving Johnny a chance to take the title. I feel uh, I think maybe Samoa Joe will, will disqualify Karrion Cross at some point for some BS reason or something, and maybe Johnny. I'm I'm going with Johnny, but not to win the title. Okay, so now Joe is not allowed to touch. This is uh, Sheriff Steve Austin or Commissioner Steve Austin from way back when. Joe is not allowed to attack unless he's physically provoked. Can you see a reason why Cross could accidentally bump him? Joe puts him to sleep. Johnny covers him, John Connie. Yeah, yeah, I, I see. I, in fact, I kind of see something like that happening. You know, uh, Joe's back is turned. Maybe he's dealing with Austin Theory at ringside. And Gargano shoves Cross into Joe. Joe turns around all pissed off. And, you know, maybe Cross goes nighty-night. And then Johnny just happens to go in the cover. Are we talking new champion? You calling new champion here, John Lagani? Like, <sighs> Wow, he's got the side plate. Johnny got the side plates ready for Gargano. <laughs> very, very impressive. I think James, yeah. here we go. Uh, James Wheeler, he's chiming in on something. I saw Karen Cross. I didn't read this yet. This will lead to a rumor, man. It could. I was gonna, I was gonna throw that in there. That this is a really like creative way to get the title off of them if they were trying to get the title off of them without making them look weak. All right, Ryan Joy chiming in. They both predicted Johnny Gargano, him and Travis, this morning on the Daily Wrestling News Show. That's bold. I mean, I know Johnny's having fun. But Johnny's irritating the crap out of him, which is absolutely hysterical. So. <laughs> Yes. Uh, in, a, in a face role, Johnny is still being Johnny, which is, is kind of funny. So I'm, I'm not going against Karrion Cross. I, I, if Johnny wins, I'll be shocked. I, I will. I don't, I don't think this is happening now. If it does happen now, there's no takeover plan, so I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know that I would have gone with Johnny if they didn't already – you know, Tony's set to appear. They already, I think, have officially called up Knox and Shotzi. You know, like I, I got a feeling that you know we may see Carrion as recent as uh, you know as soon as maybe like next week on one of the main roster shows, and that's the only reason I'm thinking Johnny's got a shot tonight because he's just so damn entertaining. That's one way to take the belt off of him, and then they can put it on you know Pete Dunn or whoever they have future plans for. All right, well, so that would uh, go, John Smith. I'm sorry. I, no, I if they were to do that, I'd love to see Karrion Cross take somebody out at Money in the Bank and backstage and take their spot and win that briefcase right off the bat. Yeah, that there's a lot of crowds now. It makes complete sense to bring Karrion. Now's like now's the time. You know, that's like it's whatever. And you can even put him on Raw for a couple months. Everything's gonna get redrafted and reshuffled in a month anyway. So even if you put him on Raw, he's not like you know doesn't mean he's the death sentence. So, gentlemen, real quick before we uh, switch over to NXT UK, we're going to bring in Gary Mahefi. Gary, top of the evening, pal. I'm sorry to, put you and John on the, sorry to put you and John on the screen at the same time. Uh, but right. there is a method to the madness. Going over the uh, standings, the NXT standings, 
Gary threw up the perfect PPV. He went forward. Oh, he absolutely nailed it. He is now our NXT leader. Uh, Travis a little bit behind. Tyler? Tyler's stuck at 33 points. And now normally if Tyler, he, he works nice. He does this, that, and the other. Sometimes he doesn't submit his picks. Uh, shout out to Tyler Adele. He submitted all four picks. And God bless that sweet face of his. He got all four of them wrong. <laughs> so... Uh, there we go. So, and then I'm uh, just going with uh, the perfect pay-per-views. This is now Gary's second. He's now in a tie with me and John Smith for the season lead. Uh, throwing the bash up there along with blood and guts. So, Gary, I'm going to give you a quick uh, couple seconds here. Anything you want to get off your chest. I'm just that good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I try to pretend that I don't know what I'm talking about, and every now and again, it, it, it just shows <laughs> I must I must think more like Triple H than I do like Vince, because I can't get anything right in the main roster. But. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> All right, so Gary, we are going to keep you on screen. Josh Smith, Andrew rebuttal here. No, I, I tuck my tail between my legs on this one. I'm like fourth on the list now, and that's yeah, supposed to be my that's supposed to be my my forte is NXT. All right. Good deal. John and John, we will see you in a little bit. We're going to keep Gary on screen. Gary, how are things going overseas? Uh, it's, it's raining. I wanted to do an outdoor episode. Last year after my wedding, I did a, an outdoor episode. It is rainy and muggy here in Jersey. It's terrible. Oh, we're the opposite. Summer has finally arrived here. So oh, all, week, all week is to be sunny and dry. So this is this is the one week during the summer. That'll happen. So. Okay, well, I got to switch my notes over. Here we go. So, I know uh, Eddie Dennis really hasn't been one of your favorite people in the world. He had a pretty decent match. Trent Seven got the win with the Burning Hammer. Uh, then we had a post-match attack by Symbiosis, <laughs> thwarted by Tyler Bate with nunchucks. Okay, I think <laughs> nunchucks are probably the biggest story of the this match and everything that everything that's going on here, guys. Yeah, I mean, they, as you said, they did. They had, they had a really good match, and it built up. And I actually liked all the stuff to do with the Snapdragon suplex and stuff. It all built up. It was a great, great match, and Symbiosis coming out. And I thought, will Tyler Bate come out on his own? Will two, will two people come out? And Tyler Bate came out, and I thought, oh, well, okay, two baby faces fighting them off. And then he came out with the nunchucks, and I was like, what? <laughs> um, it was great, mind you. As he's just standing, giving it the whole in the middle of the ring. Brilliant. There he goes, Tyler Bate ripping off Michelangelo, right? That was, that was <laughs> so hopefully they stick around. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Mark Andrews, he earned himself and his partner, your boys, they uh, they earned themselves a tag team championship match at some point. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say, I'm, I'm going to say one bad thing about the match and then go with it. It's like at the start, for the, maybe the first three or four minutes, I thought uh, Lewis Howley was wrestling in custard. He was very, very slow. And what, he, could just, he couldn't get going at all, but then he got going. Um, and I'm glad to see it because I do. I mean, I'm a big um, I'm a big fan of subculture. And, you know, like Andrews and Webster for for years, I've, I've been a big supporter of. Um, and they did. They had a, they had a decent match um, uh, with the shooting star press by Andrews for the win. And stuff so down the line um and probably in a few weeks time we'll get there we'll get their title match all right james we was chiming in about tegan knox we'll get to tegan a little later buddy so just relax we'll get to that 
Um, yeah, they got the shooting for Do you think they have a shot here? I know they didn't announce this for next week, maybe uh, three weeks from now, because I know Walter, uh, he's in two. Yeah, he's in two weeks, yeah. So, so you could be right. Probably three weeks, three or four weeks is probably about right. They'll probably have another match or two that you'll have the other members fighting each other and then we'll get up to it. Yeah, now do you think they, they can find somebody to counteract uh is it Danny Luna, right? You think they can counteract yeah. get a female member pretty deadly? Maybe uh I, I have no idea. Is it the At least it can't be Jenny Silver, all right. So all righty, so you got Kenny Williams and Nathan Frazier uh, by Hooker Crook. He hit him with the exert, uh, he got hit with the exposed turnbuckle, got Nathan Frazier right in the face. Uh, then he hit his finisher, bad luck. Yeah, cockroach wins. Um, it still still needs the beard back, mind you, but that's that's besides the point. I mean, both both of these guys are. I was gonna say the future of the brand. They're obviously the current of the brand. Um, yeah, but I really do think that. That go forward, these these two are going to be two guys that they'll be building a lot around. Uh, once uh, Nathan Fraser just sort of gets himself a bit more settled, and and when his um when his when he gets his character and charisma or whatever to come over when he finds himself a bit more, Kenny Williams obviously has that. Yeah. Um. He he's got to put the same. It was a it was a good match. Nine minutes or so, but the same night as the main event, but good match. Um. And say the cockroach takes it. Uh, yeah, he, you, gotta, you gotta be able to back it up when you call the, yourself the scum of the earth. You know, yeah. it's not really a great comparison you want to make, but I guess if you do it right, you know, Kenny Williams yeah. can pull it off. And yeah, then Nathan Frazier, he, he's so good that like he can eat, he's eating a couple L's here. He's not really getting a lot of wins. Yeah. Uh, but you know they're coming. So it's, yeah. just, a, it's just a matter yeah. of time. Like, they're not going to just let yeah. Nathan Frazier, they, they're not going to pull him from AEW and then just let him just fizzle out no. and nothing just to, you know, it's screw him it's almost like, let's say, like we've talked before, and some people have said, like, what do we do in New Japan with the young boys and stuff? You have them coming through, and you know they're going to be somebody in a couple of years' time, but they're just kind of getting used to where they are, getting a few losses, getting a few wins, and then being built up in the fans' eyes. And I think Nathan will be the same. Um, he just give, give him a little bit of time, you get a little bit of momentum behind him, and then away you go. Uh, Blair Matt Davenport, excuse me, Blair Davenport made her, uh, there you go, <laughs> she made her uh, in-ring debut, NXT UK, she beat in action, uh, after, it was a pull-in knee strike to the face, I've written down, I don't know exactly what that was, that was looking hurt though, but when she grabbed the mic, everyone's on notice. Yeah, I mean, it was great, I mean, I was surprised she, she sort of debuted and there hadn't been any much hype about it. I know she, she'd had the video and I wondered if she would. And again, it was two weeks in a row when she actually came out. When I saw Laura DiMatteo in the in the ring, I thought, oh, I think we're getting Blair Davenport here. I think B Priestley's coming. And then when she came out, I was like, ah, on, on my satay again. I was, it was great. Uh, I'm so pleased to see her there. I mean, that we literally, NXT UK, have the women's roster to rival anywhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, at the minute, they really do. Uh, and adding her is just another layer to it. And as you say, she's put everybody on notice. And there's part of me that much when John was saying about Karen Cross at, at Money in the Bank and stuff, there's part of me would actually be tempted to do that is to straight away, like within a couple of weeks, say, I'm coming and go straight for Miko Sadamura and beats her first time out uh, and just have her coming and going. I'm here now. What are you going to do about it? Um, so I would shoot her to the moon straight away. 
Yeah, that'd be awesome. And it's just you, you keep on every week you hype up NXT. I just hit my head. Everyone's talking about let's do an all women's pay-per-view. Let's do an all women's pay-per-view. Do worlds collide. Let Hunter do worlds collide with both those rosters, and it would be absolutely insane. Yeah. And that's how you would put women's wrestling on the map. You don't need Raw. You don't need SmackDown. Just give us worlds yeah. collide between NXT and NXT UK, and that's launch. Absolutely. Uh, Jack Starr says he's okay after his loss to Tyler Bate um, in that uh, the Heritage Cup <laughs> Championship match. He was approached by Dave Mastiff. Now, Dave, he was trying to be consoling, but consoling, but uh, if guys have to prove themselves by going through you first, that's a hell of a spot to be in. Yeah. So, Mastiff sees what we're seeing, that Jack Stars is NXT's resident punching bag, Yeah. and everyone just gets the win over him first. So, like, is this... It's not a backhand. You meant it to be common. It's not backhanded by any means, but like. No, he may as well just he may as well just patted him on the head and gone, "Oh bless, it's okay, yeah, aren't you all right?" And I still I still think he turns coming for Big Jack. Uh, I think I think we're going to find him getting more and more frustrated. Um, oh, uh, James, James, don't, 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 James going so James 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 the um no, I can see just a Jack Stars heel turn coming down the line. Um as he gets more and more frustrated um with what's going on and kind of takes it out on somebody. But oh no, we can be trying to take it out on Dave Mastiff to be fair. But Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, mean, I feel like they use that like that snap insane thing on Ilya Dragonoff, you know. That'd be fun if they knew Jackie Boy was doing that. That'd be kind yeah. of fun. Um, as we mentioned earlier, actually, it's going to be next Thursday, not this one coming up, July 22nd. We're doing Walter and Ilya Dragunov again. Dragunov will be uh, earning this championship match by beating Rampage, Brown, and Joe Coffey. That was a triple threat match, and they had another interesting uh, sit-down. It was a quick one. They're like, nothing was settled. And they're like, nope. So they're eventually going to happen again. Uh, but we do have one match next week. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a graphic for it. Uh, Two-Man was actually impressed with Rohan Raja. Uh, for not giving up the match that he actually broke Rohan Raja's arm. Uh, he was so impressed that he didn't give up. He actually took care of Rohan. He took care of Rohan's family. He made sure everything was okay. And that's why I guess now their friends are going to run around together. So they have a tag team match against Ashton Carter. Uh, I'm sorry, Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith. And once again, Gary, you, you can't overlook this. Teal Man was sitting in Roman Reigns' seat. <laughs> Yeah, I I think there's been things said for a few weeks about Carter and Smith. Teal Man's been stirring things. And whether it happens this week or whether it happens in, in a week or two's time, I have a feeling that Oliver Carter is going to abandon poor Ashton Smith and side with Teal Man and Rohan Rajas. He starts to make probably what he will call the family, I would assume, um, as he starts to build that group. Um, but I think either this week or in a week or two's time, Oliver Carter is going to say cheerio and drop Ashton Smith. So now is, is Vin Diesel ripping off Teal Man here? I see all the family memes on Facebook and everything because of the Fast and the Furious. Is Vin Diesel ripping uh, off Teal Man? Unbelievable. That's what they say. It's because NXT UK is where it's at. Everybody exactly. in the whole world wants to watch it and go, what can I, what can I learn? What can I take from it? See? 
There you go. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have Chio Man on my screen than Vin Diesel. Gary, uh, real quick before you let me go, before we let you go, three huge shows coming up. Uh, four points on ProWrestlingPick'em.com. We'll get into all the scoring and everything later. We have Fighter Fest. We have Slammiversary. And we have Money in the Bank. Have at anything you want to throw out there. Wild predictions, CM Punk. What, what, do, you, what do you think? Um, for Money in the Bank... I am. Um, I've been watching the Trent C where I think, as I say, I know I often think a little bit more like Triple H than the do Vince. I'm going Scottish on both. I'm going Drew and Nicky Ash on both. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, 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 I'm going. I'm going them for it. Um, that that's going to be my, my sort of big prediction. I was worried, um, but now that Drew's got a, got the right sword, obviously he'll be all right. Um, oh, yeah. But. <laughs> But no, I'm going. I'm going there. I did think it'd be going Ricochet to be fair after this week's match that he had with John Morrison on Raw, which is unbelievable. Um, yeah, I did think it'd be going Ricochet. I thought that that might have helped his standing with Vince. I think that performance. But I'm going to stick with Drew and whether he ends up doing something on Raw because obviously he's not allowed to have a title match with Bobby Lashley if Lashley's still champion, or whether uh, there's been rumours. Obviously, about him moving the SmackDown in the draft and stuff. So, um, whatever he does, um, there's something will happen. Yeah, exactly. Big Dave, Big Dave was talking about. Uncle Dave was talking about. Um, but no, I think I'm gonna gonna stick Scottish. I'm gonna go with the two of them. So that's my. I yeah, yeah. I, I respect that. I respect that a ton. I'm going to be. You know, I'm betting heavy on Jersey this week as well. So I'll, I'll be with you on that one. So Gary. Thank you again, as always, for staying over this late no, night. No we got what we have to talk about Walter and Dragon off again next week, pal. I'm excited. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, we'll see you then. All right. So we go from Gary Mahavi. We're going to bring in Ryan Joy from minutes to bell time.com. Ryan, uh, welcome home. Look at you back down in the, the treasure coast. It's I went so many days without talking about wrestling. It's really kind of tough to do. But I'm back, and you know, I'm not. You're not the only person who had a big weekend this past weekend. Okay, yeah, I yeah, had yeah. a great big show, and MLW had a show, and everybody's kind of getting ready for a Tokyo Dome show and stuff. So everywhere you look, there's a lot of wrestling going on. So there is, like I said, this week, this week is is no exception. We got what is it, like ten straight days. Well, not even that. Probably more than that. Now that there's wrestling on every night. Now we have wrestling on both nights on the weekend. Um, absolutely insane. So. Uh, best in the world, Travis and I previewed it last week. He did a great job filling in for you. Not great enough to the point where we're going to hire him full-time yet. You still have your job. Uh, okay, but man. tell us, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, what, what, what happened? I said I was too busy getting married. I missed it. What happened? There's a whole bunch of matches that they ended up getting on the on the card eventually. But the, the headline for the whole, the whole show is that they have a new Ring of Honor world champion and it kind of came out of nowhere. Bandito comes away. He gets the win. And the reason I say it came out of nowhere is because it was kind of surprising to be, that he got the shot to begin with. And then he hasn't really been pushed that much by Ring of Honor. He was in a six-man tag unit for a long time, and that just split up. He gets this title shot seemingly out of nowhere, and he wins with an inside cradle. That's how, that's how they end matches on Raw. That's how Flair beat Funk in 89. That's how Steamboat beat Savage. And that's how Bandito beat Roosh. 
And here's uh, just a sorry to do this to you because, but there you go, Bandito, the new Ring of Honor World Champion. That is a pretty belt. I like that belt. Yes, they do. Uh, and Bandito was not the only person to walk away with gold. Dragon Lee defeated Tony Deppen for the ROH World Television Championship. And Chris Dickinson and Homicide won the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. They beat Rhett Titus and Jonathan Gresham. Gresham, earlier in the night, had successfully defended the Pure Championship against Mike Bennett. So uh, six-man tags, they stayed put. They stayed with Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, but up and down, pretty good card. Good so. deal. Jersey J, I need a Jersey J update. How'd he do? And I think EC3 had a big match as well, right? Yeah, EC3, he got a win over Flip Gordon. Brody King put down Jay Lethal. So wow. Brody King's unit had a pretty good night. They took, they won the tag titles. Brody King got a big win over Jay Lethal. Uh, Tony Depp and losing the, the TV title was uh, kind of the downside for them for that night. But Brody King, big win over Jay Lethal. Yeah. On, on, Saturday, on Saturday night in Philadelphia, though, MLW had Battle Riot. Now, that was a show that was not aired on television, wasn't streamed or anything like that. And it's main evented by a Royal Rumble style match where the winner is going to get a shot at Jacob Fatu. And Court Bauer, owner of MLW, has said that that's going to air on BN Sports for free on July 24th at 10 p.m. So uh, some more content. Yeah, more content. That, that's, that's coming up. Like, that, that's Saturday, right? There you go. You said Saturday. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and then next week, Al, we're going to be talking about Tokyo Dome shows. We got a big Tokyo Dome show coming up at the end of July for New Japan. So that'll be next week. All right. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, you ready to get rolling? We got a bunch. We got a ton of matches. This is like my glory episode. This is like big. I'm not going to say it wasn't as big as WrestleMania week. That was insane. But this is right. this is a close second because I don't think we've ever picked three shows on one episode of the Central Wrestling Podcast before. So we're going to bring back in John Smith. We're going to bring back in John DeConi. And uh, we're going to go with a little road rage before we get going with the picks. Just a small recap before the fun begins. I forgot I don't have a road rage page, uh, picture. I think I had last week. I don't know what I did with it. Uh, John Smith, um, your best friend Penta, and his best friend Eddie Kingston – Close, close. They got the win two weeks ago. Yeah, pretty close. But, you know, this was a street fight, so you know that everybody was getting involved in this one. And they, they stayed out of it for the first, you know, 15 minutes or so. But then once uh, once Jeff did the 450 splash onto the ref and stopped him from seeing the tap out from Matt, uh, then the Good Brothers came out and then all hell broke loose and – the Bucks pick up the win. It was a really good match, of, of course. And a street fight, you know, involving these two teams. How could it not be? But yeah, you know, we we all knew they weren't winning those losing those titles yet. So there you go. I believe it was a uh, they put thumbtacks in Eddie Kingston's mouth and then super kicked him. That's how that match ended. Um, probably eating a lot of ice cubes the last couple days. Maybe some milkshakes if uh, if it's all healed up. But I don't think. That's gonna burn, right? How do you how do you how do you sanitize that? You put peroxide on your tongue. Uh, Ryan, we had a South Beach strap match as well. That's how we started the show. 
We start the show. There's no. You're back in front of a live crowd. You moved out for Daly's place. Why not put Cody up first, right? Why not let Cody be the first thing you see? Why not, right? You know, when Dynamite kicked off in D.C., it was Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara for the first ever Dynamite match. And then last week, uh, the, or the previous week, you had Sammy Guevara closing the show to close out the pandemic era of Dynamites. And so now you have Cody Rhodes, the other half of that initial Dynamite matchup, opening the post-pandemic era. And... It was Cody versus QT. I guess this seems like the blow-off of the feud. I don't feel like there's anything more definitive that Cody can do than three crossroads and then walking around the ring and touching each ring post for the win. So Cody Rhodes gets the win here. Yeah, so my, my question for you, Rogers, your matter of opinion if you have two seconds here. So that was, you know, the touch the four corners to win. So, and sometimes the strap matches just whip the crap out of each other and get a pinball. But this was the four corners. Um, a la, you know, old school like NWA, WCW, and I believe WWE did it when JBL beat Eddie Guerrero for the WWE Championship and started that 10-month title reign. That was a lot of fun, JBL. Um, you're, you're Savio Vega, Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Wasn't that yeah. that one too, right? Yeah, the Caribbean Strike match. My, my buddy Kenny P that I saw this weekend, he still thinks so. Uh, Savio Vega is Stone Cold's greatest rival. But so, which do you like better? Do you like just a regular strap match, or do you want to do you know the four corners and play patty cake? If you're gonna bust out the strap, then do the four corners. Okay. Go all the way with it. You don't win a casket match by pinning the guy in the middle of the ring. So let's, let's but it, do the okay. Well, we're actually we'll talk about the we're gonna talk about. It's, we're not gonna talk about caskets. So we're gonna talk about coffins. It's, it's, it's different because the lights are on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, after this, uh, they did an entering interview with Arn Anderson, which made no sense to me whatsoever. Why? That it, it's why? Oh, Malachi Black appeared and he spun kicked both Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes. Now, Ryan, you know you cover the news. I'm assuming the 90-day com- no complete uh, no compete clause was waived, was agreed upon. Um, they'll, they'll waive the 90-day if he kept on selling the eye injury Buddy Murphy gave him on, on SmackDown or on Raw a couple of months ago. You, his you eyes still this, not healed from Buddy Murphy. You, you bring this up and don't care about Buddy Murphy at all. Too. <laughs> Alistair Black had a 90-day, did not, never had a 90-day non-compete when he got promoted from the main ro- to, from the, next to the main roster. They didn't update his contract, so they didn't find that out until after they fired him. So uh, there you go. He appears on Dynamite after 30 days. Yeah, so Malachi Black is now going to be the one taking the four crossroads and the pinfall and not getting out of the gates properly. In AEW. Uh, Kenny Omega did an entering interview. He was interrupted again by Evil Uno, but he was jumped by the Good Brothers, all thwarted by Hangman Page. Uh, Hangman Page will be at Fighter Fest. He will be. Uh, you will hear from him. I guess that's, that's the the big thing. So I guess he's doing in ring promo. Uh, Ryan, we're gonna go back to you one last time. How was on on speaking of uh, former WWE guys? How did Andrade do? Hey, he did okay, and uh, you know he was he was wrestling Matt Seidel, and I guess surprisingly to me, Matt Seidel was a ranked wrestler in the uh, AEW. Yeah. Ranked, so so. Uh, Andrade gets a win over a ranked wrestler. Must push him up the rankings quite a bit, I would think. 
Uh, but it was the it was the you know DDT that got him there, and then he took he kept going at my SIDL after the match. So uh, we don't know yet what the big surprise is though, and I you know I was thinking the big surprise was actually going to be Alistair Black, but it doesn't seem to be a related situation at all. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, did they even mention? I, I mean, I kind of was watching. It's busy week. Uh, they mentioned the surprise, or did they get cut off again? Like, the, or the, I, I, from what I saw, they just kind of he just wrestled, and that was done. Yeah. No discussion of the surprise at all. Okay, think. yeah, but yeah, you, I completely agree with you. Matt Seidel being ranked, like, like that's almost as bad as the pro wrestling pick'em scoring system, right? John? That, really that was the, these rankings. Well, that was the surprise that Matt Seidel <laughs> was ranked. <laughs> <laughs> that was the surprise. Uh, in other action uh, involving the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle, uh, there was a six-man tag team match that Pinnacle won after FTR hit a big rig on Jake Hager. Um, and then there was a face-off uh, with Jericho and MJF that ended with uh, Jericho hitting uh, the Judas effect on MJF. I believe they were uh, they're discussing a match. I, again, I, the audio was messed up. Did uh, John the Connie, did they have – they? agree to a match or something because Jericho was screaming at the end of it. Yeah, MJF uh, said he was going to turn uh, Jericho's plan against him, make him go through hell like he made Moxley. So there, he was calling it the uh, the five labors of Jericho. He's going to make him fight four people of MJF's choosing to get that fifth match, to get that match against MJF at the end. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, John Nakani. I see a bunny. I love bunny sighting. <laughs> bunny sightings are always fun in AEW. So, <laughs> we, yes, we had uh, Bunny and the Blade against the and friends portion of Best Friends and Friends, Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. And uh, this, this, this match, I mean, it was a lot of fun, but it was all about psychology. They start right off, uh, Orange Cassidy gets uh, in the ref's ear and uh, points out that uh, you know, Blade's always coming up with nucks. So he gets worked over by the ref, finds a pair of nucks. They're taken out of the situation. So then we have a nice little match going on. It's about eight and a half minutes back and forth. But surprise, surprise, there's a second set of nucks tucked away somewhere on the lovely bunny that she hands to the blade, and he knocks out Orange Cassidy. But unfortunately, uh, Cassidy was not the legal person. Statlander was. So Statlander shoves the bunny into the blade. Blade goes tumbling out. And uh, Statlander is able to hit the Big Bang Theory on the bunny to get the one, two, three for the and friends of best friends and friends. Yeah, exactly. That's why it wasn't Trent. Yeah, there you go. So that guy from American Top Team, I remember him from Impact. I know exactly who that guy was. Uh, he was training Lashley, I think, in Impact, if I remember correctly. Lashley was a part of American Top Team way back when. Uh he was there with Amanda Nunez. I uh, I avoid her at all costs. She could probably whip everybody in that arena's ass three times before she breaks a sweat. So she is dangerous. Um, they got an American tag team, and then he got dropped by Lance Archer. Uh, I was waiting for the guy from talk team. He was coming out. He was talking all this crap. I was waiting for him to be like, Oh, well, I left tickets for Bill Buckner, but he couldn't come down to pick him up. How bad? Like, this was such a Pete Rose routine from WrestleMania 14. It was absolutely amazing. So shout out to the guy from Top Team. Um, and I don't know. Damn I think Amanda Nunez. Right, yeah. Quick picks, Damn real quick. Amanda Nunez versus Lance Archer, John Smith. 
Uh, I guess give me Amanda Nunez. Dude, still. Ryan Joy. Uh, Archer works the work wins the worked fight, and Amanda Nunez works the shoot wins the shoot fight. All right, John DeCani. <laughs> Uh, yeah, give me Amanda Nunez just because that's funny. She was at an Islanders game a couple of years ago when they were at Barclays, and I'm just like, I am just not even looking at her. Like, I am afraid of my life right now. Uh, we've been reporting that there's a couple new matches on NXT just announced. We got Bobby Fish and Tyler Russ tonight. That should be awesome. Bobby going against Roddy Strong's old fa- uh, new faction. So there you go. Dexter Loomis and Santos Escobar. That is the John Smith championship match of all time. John, you're getting your match. Who do you got? I got to go. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, I got uh, – wow. Give me Santos, Santos I guess. Uh, that's a true coin flip in, in my heart and in my head. Yeah, and then it was actually one thing we forgot to mention, too. Dexter Loomis, he carried Indy Hartwell after the match. Back to safety. That was fun. Oh, yeah. And then we got uh, Dakota Kai. She's probably going to beat Ember Moon, so uh, we'll just skip that one. But we are going to go to Fighter Fest Night 1 on ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. Guys, she'll like it, too. Uh, here are the overall standings in the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Thanks to MSK. I have caught John Smith, but my lead is only by a point. Um, this is going to be like Miz's title run. I'll have it for a week, and it'll be great, and then it'll be over by the time uh, I realize it. Here are our AEW-specific uh, standings. John DeCani at 13-2 and two, uh, with 124 points. He's leading the way right there. And then uh, here are the scoring for Fighter Fest. Five points for AEW title match. There is not one. Three points for all other recognized championship matches. I'm going to make that abundantly clear right now because there's some confusion on that one. One point for non-title matches. One point for uh, added to interpromotional match. Uh, perfect pay-per-view will be five points. Nothing is over five points on this one. So we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go with the classics first. Some things just, you know, Matt Hardy never dies. Uh, yeah, this is not TLC. Uh, but we're going to go at it again. A few that started back probably in like 1996. And uh, we're going to keep rolling with it. So, Ryan Joy, as our senior AEW correspondent, what do you got? I think Christian Cage is going to win this. Um, although I think there's going to be a lot of Hardy family office interference, so I could potentially talk myself out of it before we get there. But but Christian Cage, I think he's the one with the – he hasn't lost really yet, so I think it's going to be him. All right, you are correct. John Smith. Yeah, I like Christian Cage also. This was kind of a coin flip to me, but I think maybe somebody debuts to, to help out Christian when the uh, whole Hardy compound gets involved. I think that would be a nice little twist. That could be like the opening match, you know? Yeah, because that's what AEW needs, more wrestlers. John DeConi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you told me this match was a one-off for sure, I'd go with Christian Cage, but I, I think – if they're, they're going to let these two go at it maybe a couple of times that, you know, Cage will win the rubber match. But I think Matt Hardy will do something, you know, with the Hardy family office, getting involved and whatnot, and he'll pull this one out. You uh, you're, you just lost your perfect pay-per-view. There you go. Anyway, Christian Cage, no, he's a future AEW world champion. He's eventually going to beat Kenny Omega. He uh, he owned Matt Hardy. Edge and Christian has owned the Hardys 
for over 25 years now, nothing is going to change in 2021. Outwork everyone. <laughs> Uh, and I'm happy you're on the graphic for, but we actually have Penelope Ford going against the returning Yuka Sakazaki, John Connie. Yeah, give me Yuka Sakazaki in this one. I, I don't think she's coming all the way over here just to lose, right? So, uh, sorry, Penelope Ford. You look better and better every time uh, you perform, but I don't think you're getting the win here. Yeah, that's it. That's, I completely agree with every sentiment of what you just said. John Smith. Yeah, make that three. Yuka Sakazaki. <laughs> Try and enjoy. Yeah, Yuka Sakazaki the, has a win over Britt Baker right here on my wall. And uh, I feel like she's going to defeat Penelope Ford so that she can eventually get a shot against Britt Baker. Okay, I'm going with Yuka Sakazaki as well. As I mentioned, I agree with everything John Connor says. Okay, we have uh, oh, Mac, not a coffin match. We have, I'm sorry, not a casting match, but we have a coffin match. Now, Ryan Joy, you mentioned that you can't get a three-gun, but, like, can't you, like, when you close the, the coffin, can, can't you just cover the coffin? Like, the guy's shoulders are down, right? You you could, but the match is already over as soon as the lid closes. Well, I'm just saying, you, you say, like, there's, oh, there's two ways to do a strap match. There's maybe two ways to do a coffin match. But then again, this isn't a casket match. Maybe there's our rules. Maybe you have to cover the coffin on this one. Maybe, maybe you have to nail it closed. I don't know. Like the maybe. Uh, Taker did with Kamala, right? He had to nail it closed after he put the lid oh, on. Oh, very, very, very. You are a historian, my friend. So mm -hmm. Ethan Page and Darby Allen uh, is a lot more personal, I guess, than we originally thought. Uh, apparently, there's a history between these two, three AEW, uh, according to the interviews and promos that they did this past week. So, John Smith, who do you have? Oh, I got to put the graphic. I apologize. Got, who do you have in the uh, the coffin match? I, I got the golden boy, Darby, winning this one. All right. John the Connie. Yeah, I have to agree. It's, it seems like it's – even though Ethan Page, I think, was the one who originally brought it up, I feel like uh, a gimmick match like this is kind of be uh, Darby Allen's kind of – it's Darby Allen thing, so Allen's going to win. Yeah, he uh, Ethan Page wants to be the one that buries Darby Allen in his career. Uh, Ryan, I believe we talked off-screen a while ago about this. If I'm Scorpio Sky, I'm pissed off. I've been there longer. I'm doing this all of a sudden. Ethan Page is getting this match against Darby Allen. Like, if you're Scorpio Sky, are you pissed? Well, that's the thing here. I think that Darby's going to win this match, and it'll eventually it'll set up a Scorpio Sky match. Uh, I think Darby wins the the battle against Ethan Page, but there are some circumstances where Ethan Page could win. Here, here they are. If this somehow gets turned into a tag match, Ethan Page is going to win this match. If he comes out as the Karate Man, he wins this match. Oh, easily, yeah. Barring those two circumstances. Darby Allen wins the match, and he probably goes on to face Scorpio Sky later. Maybe at the pay-per-view. Yeah, that's, that's potential, too. They said if Scorpio Sky is like, all right, if you're going to do all this, like, you know, he's got to give me sting. You know, he's going to let my childhood, you know, Scorpio Sky you know, live out of fantasy here. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Darby Allen as well. This just doesn't. No What's reason your fantasy with Scorpio Sky? What's what that? What did you say about your fantasy with Scorpio Sky? No, Stings. No, Scorpios is with Stings. Oh, oh, Everybody oh, has a fantasy oh, with Stings except me. I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. Okay. I'm good with Stings. I like, you know, the police. <laughs> uh, Ricky Starks. This match intrigues the hell out of me. I'm loving all of this. Uh, Ricky Starks uh, had some words about Brian Cage's wife that even Taz didn't approve of. Uh, so Ricky Starks has crossed the line here, boys. 
So the FTW championship is on the line. This is not a professional wrestling sanctioned like organization championship. This is Taz. Like that's fine. They can fight, fight over Taz's championship. This is only a one point match. So we have Brian Cage, we have Ricky Starks, Team Taz. The, the, the plan is let these two duke it out, and then everything will be hunky dory at the end, John Nakani. Is that what's going to happen? Uh, first of all, boo, not recognizing the FCW title. Second of all, absolutely not. Uh, it's not my decision to recognize it. It's Tony Khan's decision to recognize it. I have nothing to do with it. At minimum, it's interpromotional. <laughs> Even if the what, other what promotion is just FTW that. on, I'll watch. What channel is FTW on? I'll watch. <laughs> it appears uh, only in Taz's imagination. Yeah. Uh, that's so, yeah. Give me Brian Cage uh, winning this one. I think Ricky Starks has to be taught a very harsh lesson after invoking uh, Cage's wife. Yeah, Melissa Santos, for those of you watching at home, she has a near and dear place in my heart as as the voice, as the ring announcer of Lucha Underground. I loved her as a ring announcer, Ryan Joy. The loser of this, I think, is leaving Team Taz. Um, I'm gonna, say, But I'm going to say the FTW title stays with Team Taz. I'm going to pick Ricky Starks. Like I said, this is, I think, the one match out of all, out of the five of these that it could easily split two and two. John Smith. Yeah, I'm going with Brian Cage on this one. And let me say, I agree with you that it's not a sanctioned title, so it shouldn't be worth title points. Oh, wow. John, <laughs> let it be known, on July 13th, John Smith agrees with a pro wrestling pick and scoring decision. There you go. Hey, he says it's- Elfro's over. There we go. I just saw a pig fly. I got to appease the pro wrestling pick'em gods because I fell out of first place. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I can totally see I, – I can see Ricky Starks winning this. I can see just my hooker crook. If they're going to kick Brian Cage out of this faction, this is when you do it. You screw him over. You keep the belt with Ricky Starks in Team Taz. But that's not how usually AEW operates. AEW operates, and we got fooled with this before. The last time Cage fought uh, Hangman Page, the better wrestler, the stronger wrestler usually wins. So I am going Brian Cage strictly off that. And if I'm wrong, I am not going to be shocked. So, Brian Joy, you are on an island right now with Ricky Starks. That's all right. But a title that is recognized by a professional wrestling promotion is the IWGP United States Championship, where uh, the current belt holder is John Moxley, an AEW wrestler, will be challenged by Carl Anderson, an Impact wrestler, for a New Japan Championship. So we are all over the world. This is just... Forbidden door in its glory, Ryan Joy, right? It is. How many points you got this one worth? Three. Did you give it an interpromotional bonus? Oh, yeah, four. Sorry, four. Okay. Okay, just checking. Okay, so. I will look it up right now, and I will change it if I did, but I'm pretty sure it's down to four. So Body Slam Brigade uh, letter I wrote about Carl Anderson this past week. It was a reader-requested article. 
and uh, he has a well-credentialed singles career, but he's always a bridesmaid, never a bride. He can't win the big one. He lost the G1. He lost the tournament finals for the Never Championship. He is a founder of the Bullet Club, but I don't think it's going to be enough for him to get a win over John Moxley on AEW television, regardless of what belt's on the line. I'm pretty sure I had a pretty impressive win last Thursday on Impact in singles action. Those were three pretty uh, decent competitors he beat John DeConi. Yes, indeed. Uh, but once again, I don't think he gets it done here. I think Moxley retains uh, that IWGP US title. John Smith, so I picked you last on this one, specifically just so I can talk to you about this real quick. I saw a picture. I believe uh, John Moxley shaved his head, has a goatee, and completely ripped off Triple H. So I just want to have a discussion with you right now. If you want to be the one to say that next Tuesday in episode 63, I, I will let you have it, that John Moxley's completely ripping off Triple H. <laughs> sure, I'll do that for you. I agree. Okay, I'll write that in my notes. Make sure you got it for you. Who do you got in the match? Uh, I think this is the easiest one to pick. I got Moxley. You don't think Carl Anderson is going to walk into Slammiversary as the IWGP heavyweight you know, United States champions? Dude, the Good Brothers have taken the short end of the stick. This whole, you know, uh, Bullet Club reunited thing. They've always they just lose and lose when it matters. But it's not the Good Brothers. It's just Carl Anderson. <laughs> He's well, the he's one the one that's always getting pinned. Doc Gallows is fine. He's enjoying. He's got the wild outfits and the earrings and everything. Doc his Gallows name is his name is Sex Ferguson. All right, Sex Ferguson. Did you know that he was Festus? I did not know that. Yeah, three people told me that today. Actually, I was on the train, a random train in New York City. Three people came up to me. You know, Festus is Luke Gallows. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that will do it for Fighter Fest Night 1. I do believe we have a couple of matches signed for Night 2. I know uh, Britt Baker and Nyla Rose is Night 2. Not exactly sure what else is signed, but we will cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, tomorrow night watching, they'll give us the card, and then we will make our picks next week. Uh, so make sure you, uh, you know continue with us and watch that with us. So we're going to switch to Impact Wrestling. And before we make our picks for Slammiversary, uh, we actually do have one match to pick on Thursday night. I thought they would have put this on Slammiversary. It seems like they never want to leave Tennille Dashwood off of a pay-per-view, but I feel like it's actually finally going to happen. Because uh, this Thursday is actually going to be Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K. They're going to be uh, going against Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering. After Jazz, uh, she was the guest host on It's All About Me. Uh, with her star guest, Teal Dashwood, and wow, Jazz was so rude. She was not professional at all, and she does not know how to treat her guests. So Teal Dashwood had no point choice but to just jump her and teach her a lesson. And uh, Jordan and Rachel, they did not find that fun at all. So we're going to have a match this Thursday on Impact. So um, I got Teal and Caleb. No reason to go against them. Uh, but holy rudeness, John Smith, out of uh, – out of jazz. I expected better out of her. Yeah, me too, man. But it is Tennille Dashwood, so she always gets on everybody's nerves. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
I, it's, it's the best that she like. She's the one that came up with you interviewing her on her show. I love it. It's, 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 it's the greatest. This is the greatest talk show in wrestling history. And this is the start. The concept of it, whether or not the, the yeah. content, whatever you want to call it, she's only had two episodes. But yeah. whatever. I, I got her winning it though. All right, Ryan. Yeah, Tennille and Caleb. I still think everything's still rocky between Jordan and Rachel. Can we get like a no contest here, John Nakani, and put this on Slammiversary? Like, this is actually a really good match with a fun feud, and like, this could be like the Jordan turn we've been waiting for. You know, for you know, it's not quite as long as Bailey and Sasha. You know, we're waiting for this, but you know, it's been a while now. It's been brewing. We're waiting. Yeah, exactly. Well, but it keeps having like stops and starts. Like Jordan gets really angry, and then they hug it out. And then Jordan gets really angry again, and then they hug it out. Well, right now they're in the hug it out period, so I'm saying that uh, they're going to eventually wind up beating the hell out of Caleb, and Caleb's going to take the pin. So give me Jordan and Rachel. All right. I just hope that the swerve doesn't happen Thursday. And also, we just say just Rachel and Jordan that slam a version. Now, you can't leave Tennille off a pay per view. <laughs> you don't even go back to any, even the Impact Plus shows, other than the Super X tournament. Tennille's been on it. Like, I, I can't believe they're leaving her off. Like, I'm a little shocked right now. Uh, so here is the scoring. That's going to be everything else that's involved with Impact and all the matches they have. I think four other matches. Look, um, they are all tied into everything going into Slammiversary, so we'll discuss them as they go along. Uh, let me just switch the corner. There we go. Here is the scoring. Uh, the standings, excuse me, the Impact-only standings going into Slammiversary. 20 and 5. I'll take it. John Smith up my butt again. It just seems like this mean hammer just neck and neck and all these standings. But Gary's right How's that go? Nuts to butts? Yeah, nuts to butts. <laughs> <laughs> so my wedding photographer told us to get closer together. She said nuts to butts. I mean, I thought that was, that was funny. And then the girls. Giant the hiney. Yeah, Giantie's the hiney's. Um, <laughs> John DeConi, 84. Travis, 83. Here's the. It's a big event. It is uh, their anniversary show. Slammiversary has been around for a very long time now. We're tripling the points. It's one of their big shows. 15 points for the Impact title. Nine for all other title matches. Three for the non-title matches. Anything in our promotional, we get three points added, which is the Impact Championship match. Kenny Omega does not work there. So that match will be 18 points. Thus, the perfect pay-per-view will be worth 18 points. So before we get started with the matches that booked, I'm going to try to play Booker myself, a little bit of a predictor, because James, uh, Jake something, he defeated Brian Myers with the Black Hole Slam. Myers had to acknowledge Jake something as a professional wrestler, and as Myers was about to do so, Sam Beal attacked him from behind, and that post-match attack was thwarted by a returning Matt Cardona. So we can go two ways with this one, John DeConi. We can have a tag team match. It seems like that's the simplest answer between right. Matt Cardona and Jake something against Brian Myers and Sam Beal. Or I believe it was an orbital bone injury that Matt Cardona suffered at the hands of Brian Myers, who also has an eye injury. Do we do eye for an eye? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. No eye for an eye, please. No eye for an right, eye. You want the tag team match? Let's pick the tag team match then. So uh, it has not been booked yet, but you know what? This is this is Slammiversary worthy. So uh, if it happens, it'll be worth three points. Jake something, Matt Cardona versus Brian Myers and his apprentice, Sam Beal, John McConaughey. 
Yeah, I would say uh, the returning Cardona will get uh, the pin. Uh, it'll probably be on Sam Beal, but uh, give me Jake and Cardona. Yeah, Radio Silence, right? That's the name of it. Uh, Ryan Joy, would be fun if Sam Beal gets the win here. Everyone's kind of, you know, I don't want to say he's Brandon Cutler. I mean, he's taking notes. He's working hard. You know, he's trying, but, like, you know, it's almost it's almost too obvious. That he's ever, can he get the win? It's a big show. It'll last forever. They're going to sell DVDs and Blu-rays and everything. I can't even believe that your big argument for adding this match, you get, you're arguing to add a Sam Beal match to their big pay-per-view. <laughs> they have seven books. You need two more. They always do nine. Okay, Sam Beal takes the loss here. I, I, I It would be great. It would be career-making. Yeah. But no. All those notes, all that studying, the training John Smith for Sam Beal to get the win. And then when he does, does Brian Myers get pissed and turn on him? He can do so much with this. Uh, yeah, that's not impact, though. Impact's going to impact. Uh, Jake, Jake something's been getting quite the push. So I think that he comes yeah. out with the with the victory there. That's, that's the answer I was going to circle back to. I think Jake saw he, – he, dude, he's jacked. You couldn't really see that when he was a deaner, you know. I don't think he was – was he wearing the, the, the Speedos? I don't remember. He is just freaking – Vince, Vince needs to change his name to just something. <laughs> it's just going to be something. <laughs> okay, so uh, W. Morsey, he defeated three inactions. That was impressive. Three inactions – Stacked him up like a pile of flapjacks for the win. He's got Eddie Edwards at Slammiversary, John Smith. Uh, yeah, give me Morrissey. He's on a, a beeline for that world title shot at some point, whether it's Kenny or somebody else. But I don't think he's losing until he loses a title match. Now that my Samoa Joe theory is gone, I, I kind of, unless somebody comes in from these 90-day uh, these no-compete clauses, maybe – W. Morrissey is going to be the one that uh, takes it from Kenny Omega, Ryan Joy. I still got Moose for that. I still feel like they're going to circle around for Moose. Oh, uh, John Smith is doing it too. But Morrissey <laughs> is going to win this one, I think. Can't All teach right. that. John McConaughey? Yeah, I've got W. Morrissey uh, beating Eddie in this one. Yeah, unfortunately, so do I. I just uh, Cassidy just looks so huge in an impact frame. He just looks ridiculously <laughs> big. I'm not even talking about Jackman. I know he's worked that way, but he, like, he's just how much taller he is than like, his head hits the ceiling. Um, <clears throat> so Swinger's Palace was closed because Swinger had some important business to take care of. Uh, Chris Saban still said the place ruled, so that was still fun. Uh, Moose jumped him from behind, so they'll go at it at Slammiversary. Uh, but the more important story here is that Swingerella number two's cat had surgery recently. So we all here at the Eastern Observer wish that brave little kitty a speedy recovery. Uh, Moose has Hernandez on Thursday night as a tune-up for Saban on Saturday. Uh, Ryan Joy, who do you got? Moose. Moose. I think, like I said just a couple of seconds ago, I think Moose is the guy. Moose is the guy for impact and until he gets another round with Omega, I don't think he's losing. John Smith, so are we saying here that, you know, okay, Moose resigned his contract from what I heard. I, this, you know, I, didn't, I, I haven't, I've been busy. I, I didn't hear Ryan. Ryan Joy was off for a week. I didn't hear him sort through uh, to whatever he sorts through. Um, so Moose is back, and, like, 
If he gets him on home turf, like in an impact ring, is that when that's going to happen, you think? Yeah. I mean, I still don't see Kenny losing any of his belts cleanly, except for maybe the AEW one. Okay. So you got Moose over Saban? Oh, of course. Okay. John McConaughey? Yep. I got to go with that as well. Moose over Saban. All right. Hopefully Swingers Palace will be back open in business on Thursday. Uh Rosemary and Havoc, uh, they de- they defeated. I wrote that one wrong. They defeated Kimberly and Susan uh, to be able to challenge for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships this Thursday. We'll get a preview of it as Havoc takes on Tasha Steeles, and then we get the Tag Team Championship match at Slammiversary. This will be the first time in a very long time that the Women's Knockouts Tag Team Championships will be defended at Slammiversary. Uh, John DeConi, who do you got in this one? Uh, I, I like a title change here. I'd like uh, Rosemary and Havoc to take those Knockouts Tag Team trials. I don't. John Smith? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this one's tough because it is like their big show, and Rosemary's like their guy. You know, like he's like the Ran- she's the Randy Orton of of Impact. Like she's just been there forever. She yeah. always wins. It's tough. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with her. All right, Rosemary, new tag team champ. All right, Ryan. Yeah, I feel like I'm on an island night now, Ryan. Because I'm not betting against Jersey. So I think that there is a tag title change here. But I think it's going to be some Scotty Demore special when he adds the iconics to the match, and that's what we get. But I think Kira and Tasha would get past uh, Havoc and uh, Rosemary, so I'm going to make that pick. But a little, a little outside prediction that maybe the iconics get added. Yeah, they're nice. We're going to talk about this at the end. We were talking about the the, the first set of 90 day no compete clauses are are done at the end of this week. I think this is just what they did. Last year at Slammiversary, when they brought back Eric Young, and then they brought back, I think it was just Eric Young, actually, at that time being, but, you know, the, the vignettes of Rusev and and everybody. Um, you think maybe, like, it would be a situation, I don't think inserting them into a match, but I can see Fire and Flavor winning, talking trash in the ring, or talking trash to Scott Demore, because they always talk trash for whatever reason. They have to find Scott Demore every time they win. And that's when uh, the Iconics will come out. And that was fine. But so let's get uh, – I would like to see that. That would actually be really good. I can see that happening. But the, I guess another story that stems off of this, after the loss uh, in the, the number one contenders match, Kimberly, she's going to plan B. She's going to the final straw. She uh, she recruited Father James Mitchell to uh, to bring Sue Young back. So it looks like that was the last time we saw Susan. John DeConi, your fondest Susan memory. My finest Susan memory. Uh, I, I think it was in her, her second match where she actually uh, kind of pulled the referee aside and asked to speak to his manager. That you know, like <laughs> I, I, I saw it coming. I, I knew it was going to come eventually, but when she actually did it, I almost fell out of my chair laughing. John Smith, anything stick out? I liked it when she told Deanna Parada. I'm going to try to keep using that, too. Professional wrestle me. <laughs> I liked when she accused <laughs> one of the other ladies of sexual harassment because she pushed her in the chest. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, you touched me inappropriately. Ryan, do you want anything that uh, Susan, fond memory of Susan? Yes. Scott Demore saying something, you know, Susan walking in, demanding a match. Scott Demore essentially giving it to her. And Susan saying, I guess that'll do. Something yeah, to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess, unless I missed it, I didn't really, didn't really do anything with the, uh, the X Division guys this past Thursday. This Thursday coming up as a preview for Ultimate X, we have an eight-man tag team match where you got Josh Alexander, Trey Miguel, Chris Bay. They're going to be teaming with Petey Williams as they go against Ace Austin, uh, Rohit Raju, Madman Fulton, and Molly Balashira, uh, all leading to Ultimate X. Uh, those same uh, six and eight guys, uh, Petey Williams not pictured here, Madman Fulton and Shira will not be in Ultimate X. Uh, but Chris Bay picked the side. That was a big thing. Uh, Rohit and Ace Austin, they've been BFF lately, Ryan. It's been it's been so great to watch. Two of my favorites just be happy together. Oh man, I can't pick this match at present. Um, I think Josh Alexander retains because I can't I can't see a different uh, change. All right, uh, John Smith. Yeah, this one's really tough. I feel like I might change after I watch the show on Thursday, depending on how like. What direction they go with things, but uh, you know what? I always pick Trey Miguel, and he never wins anything anymore. But I'm going with Trey Miguel. All right, yeah. They, they, I said there's no wrong answer on who. Everybody's got a case. Everyone's got a. I mean, Ace down. Austin, like, geez, like, it could be him too. I don't know. I'm going with Trey. Sorry. Like I said, this is the first Ultimate X. One. There's an X. There's wires across the ring. There's no ladders involved. You have to, you know, kind of. Monkey bar your way, even though it's not monkey bars. But like, can like can Ace Austin just sit on Madman's shoulders, Madman Fulton's shoulders, and just grab the belt, John the County? Yeah, you could have that happen. You could have uh, Rohit jumping on top of uh, Shira because I, I, I'm assuming there's no disqualification in this insane match, uh, and, and all of that could happen. I could see Josh retaining. I could see Trey because he's amazing. But it seems like, and of course. I reserve the right to change my mind if all of a sudden he does something amazing on Thursday that tells me, well, now he's definitely not winning at the pay-per-view. Yeah. But it seems like this whole story has centered around Bay. So yeah. give me Bay as the new champion. Yeah. Um, I, I I can't pick a winner. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to bet against Ace. I don't think – Ace just had the belt. I don't think they're going back to him. I want to I want to bet on Ace, but then, then I'm betting against Rohit. So I don't know what to do. So honestly, I just hope all six guys have fun. <laughs> That's not how the show works now. That's not how the show works. I'm going to go with Josh Alexander retaining. I, I can't pick anything. And you know what, Josh? He's been great. That 60-minute Iron Man match, just let him keep rolling. Not broke, don't fix it. But then impact will impact. And maybe Rohit gets it back, I guess. I don't know. Well, he could, he could always win it right back on the next episode. Yeah. So yeah, then, we'll, then we'll just have to chill to the next. Episode. Like, yeah, like a Zack Ryder situation where he won that the Intercontinental Title Ladder Match, and yes, I got you on the uh, <laughs> on the Doctor on the Doctor Dre reference. I got you. Uh, there was an in ring promo by Rich Swan and Willie Mack that got interrupted by TJP and Falabot. Uh then by Violent by Design, and that's where we kind of thought this match was going. The three teams. Then here come the good brothers, um, the brothers good, excuse me, and they uh, who preached that their priority 
is still the tag team championship, so Tommy Dreamer booked it. Last Thursday, they had a uh, fatal four-way that Carl Anderson, like I mentioned before, Carl Anderson, big win on impact. He defeated Diener, Rich Swan, and TJP. So all the smaller members of the team, like an X-Division, if you want to call it that, they went at it, and Carl Anderson got the win. So this Thursday coming up, we got the big boys going at it. So you got Joe Doran, Doc Gallows, Falaba, Willie Mack, um, all leading to the fatal four-way at Slammiversary for the Impact Tag Team Championships. Um, not sure who's going to rep be represented by Violent by Design here. Ryan, you have Doring and Rhino. If you look at the graphic that implies, uh, Impact uh, supplies, you know, Doring and Rhino have the belts up front with Diener behind, but Diener had the match last Thursday. You know, he was in this. Diener's been defending. There's a lot to do here. Eric Young has a decision to make, and if he decides to go with Rhino, John Nakani, he's got a fresh Rhino to unleash. Fresh Rhino to unleash and at Slammiversary of all, you know, places, so... God, I really, really, really want to pick Swan and Willie because I just feel like, you know, the Swan's a former uh, world champion, so they probably want to put him front and center in the company again in some way. And good Lord, could Willie use the win? But I just don't see Violent by Design dropping it right now unless something happens on Thursday to change my mind. All right, Ryan Joy, it looks like you're in agreement here. Uh, sort of, sort of. Um Rhino and and uh, Doring were featured in the in the Slammiversary graphic with yeah. Young here in the back. So that's kind of that's yes. why I, I went with that in this graphic. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling the Good Brothers on this. Okay. You know, I, you know they they like John Smith said earlier. They have been the butt of the joke ever since Kenny Omega won that title. So. Um, but this is the anniversary of their of their 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 debut in impact so yes you know it's it seems like full circle that's right it's gonna be one year ago it was at midnight john smith and we heard that money making music the devils i actually got the voice for it now why are they why they sing about a deviled egg anyway i don't know devil's eggs i don't know <laughs> what's um, going on in this one john I don't know. I think I, I like Rich Swan and Willie Mack to win this one because I think they're going to, you know, it's Rich Swan's consolation for losing his title over to the other brand. So the hope is if it all goes according to my plan, they come out the Rich Swan, you know, he turns it into drive, they go down, they win the title, but Willie gets the stunner for the win. And then Willie's music plays as they celebrate as your new tag team champions. But yes, you know, you gotta you gotta thank Rich Swan somehow for putting on a hell of a contest um in a huge marquee match where he was given the ball. Uh and he did not drop it in that match with Kenny Omega. He represented that company better than anybody else could. They put a lot of faith in him. They gave so you know what, just give him the reward. Get John Dukhan, you're exactly right. Get Willie back up there. Get chocolate back, uh, chocolate thunder back in the swing of things, and I think they were supposed to challenge uh, a while ago, and then Rich Swan got hurt. Ryan Joy, 
Yeah, that was that was way back before the pandemic. The early part of 2020, January is when Rich Swan got hurt. Uh, they like two days before the actual title match. Um, but it appears I'm on an island again. This is just like Ricky Starks all over again. Yeah, but no, John the Connie didn't pick uh, Mac, and you know they, he he went with the the, the tag between uh, Okay, we're split. so what all this all this yeah, means it's like Hawaii. What's that? Yeah. It's like Hawaii. Me and you are on the main island, and then we got the other two on their own separate. All, all this means is that TJP and Falabot are going to win the belts. So this is just going to be. Could you imagine? Bracket buster. Yep. Uh, so Deanna Perazzo, she defeated Lady Frost, who I'm assuming is Glacier's daughter. Um, she retained the Knockouts Championship in an open shot. Nothing on Glacier's daughter. That was cool. Oh, I see. Um, I see Gail Kim said she'll have a mystery opponent for Deanna Perazzo. At Slammiversary, quote, be prepared for the fight of your life. So this begs the question, who's going to be fighting Deanna Perrazzo? We have a couple uh, theories here. Um, I don't know if you guys want to uh, go on. Yeah, let's do that. John DeCon is our senior impact correspondent. Uh, is this CM Punk? Most definitely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I this is this gets harder and harder to this this match gets really hard to pick, not knowing who they're gonna put here because if this is where they're gonna spring Sue Young, you know, Father James Mitchell took Susan aside. If Sue Young comes out again, uh, then I think uh, Deanna retains because okay, you sprung her on me once. This time I was already thinking about it, possibly being her. She'll look very scared to begin with, but in the end, she'll wind up retaining. If they bring in someone totally new, someone who's you know fresh out of the future endeavors class or something, then maybe Deanna loses here. But I still think Deanna's got uh, the AAA match at the end of the summer, and they're, they weren't they booking that as champion versus champion? So I think Deanna retains here, regardless. Ryan Joy, you're you're our news guy. You gotta you gotta sort through some stuff. You, you got eyes on Taylor Wilde. Yeah, where's she been? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about her. But um, you know, we all get focused on the WWE releases, and then they surprise you. Impact surprises you with the Motor City Machine Guns and things yeah. like that. Sure. So I'm I'm you know sitting here. Who are the monsters of women's wrestling that? maybe are available. Uh, I'm thinking about Aja Khan, Awesome Khan, maybe somebody like that. I think Deanna's losing here. And I, I know that's going to upset the Jersey faithful, but I think she's losing here. All right. Is Travis doing anything next week? John Smith. <laughs> does, she, does, she not, <laughs> does she not get to find out who the opponent is until that night? Yeah. No idea. It's, it's, I, I, right. I guess you know. I guess they could just ruin it and you know give it to us on, on Thursday. But I would wait for it, especially that you know be prepared for the fight of your life. And we talked about it in pre-production, John Smith. You know, uh, Ryan's told Chelsea Green is in is in uh, yeah, Ring of right. Honor right now. But Laurel Van Ass, that crazy bride, and that like they're best friends. So that would be a fight of her life. That, if you get the fight, Sammy Owens, uh, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens, wow. Uh, Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens, 
you know, Seth Rollins and Cesaro, like these these feuds between best friends, Edge and Christian, you know, like they're, they're, they're brothers, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you man. have you, you, you get Laurel Van S back here. I don't know. I I got I got Deanna winning. I think she's you know she's been the MVP for the past year, so I, I think they're gonna let her keep the title at Slammiversary. That is correct, John Smith. The mystery opponent is irrelevant because Deanna Perazzo is just going to retain anyway, <laughs> even if it's CM Punk. Uh, just so you know, Tyler Adele, uh, he did not send me his picks to Slammiversary, but uh, he is actually pretty consistent. Anytime there's question marks on PWP.com, he'll, he'll check them off. Um, so if anyone want to go on the Tyler Adele bandwagon with the, the question marks. Point of note, uh, last week or – Last week, the week before, the Impact in 60, the one hour that follows the Impact on Thursday night, was yeah. on the hot mess, Laurel Van Ness. Nice. Nice. Jilted bride. Who jilted her? Uh, well, it was, uh, it was the Blade, right? It was, uh, what was his name? In uh, Braxton Sutter or something like that? Braxton Sutton, something like that? Not Anyway. Kid. Anyway, uh, the sheriff's department approached Sammy Callahan during a backstage interview, interview yeah. uh, which sounds to me like it's a regular occurrence because Sammy said, I did nothing this time. And he said it twice. So I think this is a regular thing where Sammy, Singh gets or Sammy Callahan gets approached by police. Uh, he was taken away for assault and battery on Don Callis, well played by Don, trying to get out of the contract signing. Didn't work. Turn out, turns out it was Kenny Omega dressed as Sammy. Um, on the attack. Uh, cue Sammy Zane's intro, John the County. Sammy, Sammy Callahan, sorry. It's a good thing he's got these telepathic powers to get out of the jail cell into the ring for the contract signing. He came in swinging a baseball bat, eventually signed the contract, uh, did a package pile driver on Kenny, and then powerbombed him through the table. Uh, so... Um, who who's got the balls right now? Who wants Callahan in this match? I don't. Too early. No, nah, he already you know he got his rub by getting to beat the crap out of him this past week. So, you know now Kenny's just gonna beat him with you know the one winged angel, and that'll be that. I just got a text from Tyler Bell to never bet against the question marks. So Tyler's in on the question marks again for this show. Um. John Connie, any anything, any way Sammy wins this? I mean, maybe if this was a little later, maybe if uh, if Kenny had dropped his AEW title, and you know, well, maybe it was time to take the Impact title off him too. But I, I don't think uh, the timing is right here for a title change. Now, Ryan Joy, uh, the old the old math equation. I'm going to talk math here for a second. If A is is greater than B, or if A is greater than B and B is greater than C, then A is greater than C, right? Common sense. Mm -hmm. Three yeah. is greater than two, two is greater than one, then three is greater than one. Okay. So if Sammy Callahan beats Kenny Omega, uh, does that mean Tessa Blanchard can beat Kenny Omega? I guess it, we could play that out, couldn't we? There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, Kenny Omega holds the title here, though. Yeah. I don't think we're going to have that issue. I don't think we're going to have to worry about solving that math problem. No, I don't think so either. I think Kenny Omega's cautious. Well, I just figured I'd just throw it out there. Uh, <clears throat> so that will do it for Impact and Slammiversary. 
we're going to switch gears to the WWE. And before we do that, want to bring in a very, very special guest. Let's get these off here. I'm going to pull the Johns down for the second just to get make sure she gets the proper due <laughs> in the top row. Ladies and gentlemen, Maggie May. She's an intellectual Maggie May, Maggie May, Maggie May. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maggie May, Joy, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. How are things going today? We're so glad to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Things are great. All right, and the reason why, as I'm sure I've been bugging Ryan, I'm making sure for weeks now that you are on for this, because in my private pool on the on uh, ProWrestlingPickums.com, you have predicted Backlash correctly, and you have predicted Hell in a Cell correctly. You have, you are 12, I forget the number is, 12 and 0, 13 and 0, whatever it is. You have not lost yet, so we are going to give you your proper due. Let you speak your mind, and to tell you the truth, I want to hear your theories on this. <laughs> I think this is this is how you uh, end my streak here, Al. <laughs> well, in that case, in that case, we won't have you on anymore. I know there's a couple bucks on the line in my pool, so we'll leave you off screen if that's the case. Here are our standings: minus Maggie May going into because it's not fun. Yeah, twelve matches. She's twelve and out. John Smith eleven and one forty-eight. I went perfect on Hell in the Cell, so I got back in the race of things. And uh, here are the scorings for Money in the Bank. Five points for the WWE and Universal Championship matches. Three points for all other matches. One point for the non-title matches. So that's standard scoring. But the Money in the Bank matches themselves will be worth 15 points. So that is the perfect pay-per-view bonus. And now the Money in the Bank cash and wager is live. We will get to that at the very, very end. A uh, real quick recap from Raw that was not Money in the Bank related. Let's get this up here real Excuse me, I'm running out of time here. Uh, Sheamus defeated Humberto Carrillo quickly after a bro kick. A pre-match attack by Sheamus to Carrillo in. Post-match attack on Carrillo was thwarted by Damian Priest. So look for that going forward. And your weekly Eva Marie update. Uh, the Alexis Playground is just not up to par. Not to her liking. It's gross. It's disgusting. I completely agree, Eva. She just flat out bounced. And that's how we ended that. On SmackDown, we have a little bit of a different story here, as we discussed that Tegan Knox and Shoxy Blackheart, uh, they did surprise tag team. They came out, they defeated Natalia and Tamina after a bull pit senton by Shoxy on Natalia. And I'll tell you what, if you watch that Tegan Knox's shock face on par, like like she was never injured, uh, it's right back on screen. Uh, Maggie May, real quick. Um, your thoughts on uh, Shotzi and Knox, I guess, are going to be called on the main roster, getting called up. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see them on the main roster. Uh, hopefully they get used in, in the right context here, but they've done a lot of really good stuff in NXT. I think Shotzi, Shotzi is got the character and the personality that uh, I think the main roster needs right now from the women's division for sure. She's got that different look that Vince hopefully will fall in love with and work out for her. Uh, and we had an unfortunate injury. So on behalf of the Essential Wrestling Podcast, um, I would like to apologize to Bailey for being injured. She was training hard to get back her SmackDown Women's title for us. So she's right. It's This one's on us. It is our fault. 
So, Bailey, we are sorry. Please get well soon. And more importantly, please forgive us. Uh, so, Bailey is out at Money in the Bank. The SmackDown Women's title match as a whole is out at Money in the Bank. They are going to give this one to the live crowd. So, Friday night, when SmackDown hits the road, uh, Carmella will be challenging Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Maggie Mae Joy, who do you got in this one? The strongest, the fastest, the toughest, the EST for sure. Hands down. If you're, you have a ponytail to whip around me and say that, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I do not, but I wish I did. <laughs> okay, Ryan Joy, who do you got on this one? Yeah, I will agree. I will agree. I don't think there's any chance that Carmella is going to win this match considering she hasn't won any hardly any matches all year yet. So, John DeConi. Yes, I have to concur. Bianca's not dropping that title uh, this week. All right, John Smith. Give me Carmel. No, just kidding. I got <laughs> Bianca. <laughs> did, did anybody – okay, if, if if Bailey did not get injured, did anybody have Bailey on Sunday? I hadn't thought about it yet. All right. No, not in an I quit match. Not in an I quit match. No, I think she she's a coward enough – her character is cowardly enough where she can she can not, she can quit. Yeah, but when you bring out like a like a butcher knife and you put her hair on a chopping block, you better say I quit, right? Like that's <laughs> or somebody that's could be Well, it's clearly a weave. Yeah, she could <laughs> just, you know, add another ten pounds of yarn to it another time. There's a zero percent chance that's her real hair. John Smith, do not break Al Carl's heart. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus is real. Two fairies real. All right, let's get into Money in the Bank. Um, <laughs> let's get, let's get to the matches that are worth the points here. Uh, SmackDown started with Roman Reigns, Jimmy, and Jay Uso all on the same page, and a nice little family hug at the end. Something I did a lot of this weekend. Uh, Edge called out Roman. They brawled. The Mysterios returned. Uh, they got into it with Uso, so that rivalry is reigniting. Uh, we have the Universal Championship uh, match. I guess somewhat of a rematch in WrestleMania. Any chance Daniel Bryan gets involved in this, John Smith? <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I think there's more of a chance that Brock Lesnar gets involved than okay. Daniel Bryan, but I don't, I'm not calling that shot or anything. I got uh, – <laughs> no, not Kenny oh, Omega right. getting involved either. <laughs> I got I got Roman retaining. I don't think – I don't think Edge wins this one, though. No. All right, John DeConi. Yeah, I'm with John Smith on this one. I think Roman retains. Brian Joy. I don't see a scenario where Edge wins this match. I, I, I can't even think of one. Uh, I can think of one. We'll talk about it later. I'm going to go with Roman as well. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I, I'm definitely not. No, Maggie May, unfortunately, what I'm going to be doing here, I, I am a very chivalrous person. I always open the door for my wife. Unfortunately, because... We're probably going to piggyback, piggyback off your picks if you go first. <laughs> so we're pretty much going to play a game here. We're all going to make our picks, and then we're like, all going to cheer if we agree with you. So, Maggie May, who's going to win this match? <laughs> I've got Roman as well. On Raw, Rhea Ripley defeated Natalia with the Riptide. Charlotte with the post-match attack on Rhea's leg. Uh, a figure four, she did hanging off the side of the apron, a la what Bret Hart used to do uh, with the ring post. Um, 
These guys have been going after each other's knees, chop block after chop block, Ryan Joy. Who do you got in this one? Not to I, mention, oh, I'm sorry, before we say, this is like, so WrestleMania was the backlash. This is a Mrs. Match 3 in their series, correct? Is that all? Yeah. See if At pay-per-views, it was three consecutive pay-per-views. Yeah, they had backlash, they had Hell in a Cell, and now. Feels like they've been wrestling for nonstop. Fight for forever. Fight forever. <laughs> I'm going to take Charlotte here. All right. John DeConi. Yeah, I've already lost points betting on Charlotte twice already, so might as well. Charlotte again. <laughs> well, Charlotte won at uh, Hell in We got the points for Charlotte, John Smith. Yeah, well, I still I got Charlotte winning this one because mostly because uh, Rhea came out the strongest, uh, came out looking the strongest on Raw. So that's usually how they go. Yeah, that was the go home show. Rhea, uh, Charlotte got the, the thing in, uh, the, the, the shot block in, and the four, figure four. So I'm going to go Charlotte Flair as well. I, I, I was thinking she was going to win the belt that Hell in a Cell. Now they're just going to, you know, delay it. You know, might as well. Maybe she wins by count out this time when they fight again at SummerSlam. I don't know. Maggie May, uh, we're all on Charlotte. So uh, where are we right? Are we wrong? What's going on? This is where I'm going to differ with you. Uh, I'm definitely going Rhea on this one. Can I change my pick? Can I change my pick? <laughs> <laughs> you just, right. you, you got, we've seen Charlotte fight everyone. I mean, I know that the draft's coming up. I know that they're, yeah. they're calling up some people and whatnot, but I don't think it, I don't think Rhea's time's up yet. Okay. I think it's one of those things where the, I think it's, it's a way to get another reign under her belt where she could just lose to the money in the bank. Not not on the pay per view, yeah. but like it's just a good way to get another uh, like what is she thirteen time right now? You get her up to fourteen or whatever. All right, that's a good point. Um, in two singles matches that I actually was pretty excited to see on Raw, Ivar actually legitimately beat AJ Styles. How about that? How's that float, you guys? Ivar defeated <laughs> AJ Styles with that sit down splash thing he does out of the corner, clean win. Omos defeated Eric. With the two-handed choke slam, so they announced that the Raw Tag Team Championships will be on the line at Money in the Bank to replace the SmackDown Women's Championship. So, John DeConi, uh, who do you like in this one? Uh, I think uh, I, I would not be upset either way, but I'm going to go with AJ and Omos retaining. I just think, uh, you know, obviously if they lose, AJ is going to be the one to get pinned, but I just think... Uh, they, they don't. I don't think they want to put a blemish on Omos just yet. Ryan Joy. Okay, I'm going to pick the Viking Raiders, and let me tell you why. I think Ivar is this year's Otis, and he's got a win over AJ Styles, and it's Money in the Bank, and that's where Otis had the biggest win of his career. So I think, I think the Viking Raiders are going to win this one. Uh, Ivar, just like Otis, you know, with the ladies and everything. So yeah, Viking Raiders. Yeah, yeah. That's why I last Maggie about that. I think everybody thinks Ivar's cute. John. <laughs> um I got this one's tough too, but I got I got the, the champs retaining. Yeah, I, I'm like I got no reason to bet against AJ Styles and Omos right now. I think they have to go into Vegas with those belts. Uh Maggie May, who's right here? I think it's AJ and Omos as well. Sorry, <laughs> Ryan. It's all right. You're making dinner. 
in the WWE Championship uh, picture, so the show opened. Xavier Woods, albeit by a raw roll-up, he got the win over WWE Champion Bobby Lashley. So everything that Kofi Kingston's been saying is coming to fruition. I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Bobby's losing focus. Uh, Bobby realizes it now, though. So he left the arena, but he came back. Uh, he came back pissed and angry, and he wants to get back to business, was I believe the quote he said. He trashed the MVP lounge, and it's all business Bobby. Uh, and now it's Kofi's in a whole different animal, John Smith, in this match. Kofi's dealing with somebody completely different than he has been. Yeah, Kofi has zero shot of winning this match. I got Bobby all the way. I'm going to agree with that one. Ryan Joy. When – Lashley is facing Kofi. His first name is Bob. So <laughs> let's make that make that correction first. I think Rusev was called Bob Rude. Rusev did that too. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, I, this kind of bleeds into my Money in the Bank pick as well. You know, I think Bobby Lashley is going to destroy two members of the New Day, and uh, I think there's going to be a third one waiting in the wings for him. All right, John DeConnie, to get to you. Uh, not yet, uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think I'm going to say a prayer for Kofi Kingston because uh, Bobby Lashley is very upset, and that can't be good for Kofi Kingston. All right, Maggie May, how do we do? I'm going Lashley as well. Yay! All right, I'm three and one so far, boys. <laughs> Any particular reason why you care to extend, or you just want to go forward? There's just no way. I mean, they're building, <laughs> they're building Bobby up, right? I think, I think that seeing where where he ended up, like you said, he's focused, right? So yeah. I, I think he just destroys Kofi. Unfortunately, I'm a big Kofi fan, but I think he gets destroyed. Oh, yeah. We all are. Remember Kofi Mania all those years ago? I can't remember how long ago that was. Right. Yeah. Can you explain to me how long ago Kofi Mania was? I remember how uh, it ended and how quickly. So here we go. Now we have uh, the fun part of the picks, the two Money in the Bank ladder matches. Uh, so on SmackDown, like we said, Bailey got hurt, so Carmella is now challenging Bianca Belair. So she is actually pulled from the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match. She was replaced by Liv Morgan. Um, I guess she, she needs to let Sonya Deville finish her thoughts next time before interrupting. Sonya scared the crap out of me. Um, Natalia was also added by Sonya Deville. So those two are in, and then there was a fatal four-watch match last night on Raw where Nikki Ash, uh, Gary's pick from Scotland, she got the win over Asuka, Naomi, and Alexa Bliss with a variation of the Raw roll-up. That was a clever Raw roll-up on Asuka. So we have uh, two former Money in the Bank winners in this match in Asuka and Alexa Bliss. And I'll just throw it up there. Last year, or a couple years ago, when Bailey won, there I am on TV. Right to the right of Bailey, right there with the rock out with your Gronk out shirt. Uh, she came over and celebrated. I was front row at Money in the Bank up in Hartford, Connecticut, along with uh, my co-owner of Pro Wrestling Pick'em, Rob, Rob DePasquale, over on the uh, He bought the Money in the Bank briefcase that she grabbed after she cashed in on Charlotte. Now, the weird thing is with the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match, they, uh, they don't hold on to that briefcase all that long. Asuka never had to. She just won the title. 
Bailey, as we saw, cashed in night of. Alexa Bliss cashed in night of. Carmella was the last one we really see hold on to it for as long as she did before she cashed in on Charlotte on a very iconic debut. So, Don DeCani, who do you have in the women's Money in the Bank match? <clears throat> okay, so we still don't know participant number eight. Now, so, uh, you know, I can see Sonia coming out this week and putting herself in it. Ooh. I could see because we're in front of uh, live fans, I could see either Becky or Sam coming back and being yeah. plugged in there. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to assume that it's uh, nothing that outrageous and somebody gets plugged in there that I don't necessarily think has a great shot. And judging by the seven that are already named, it seems like the storyline is leading towards Liv uh, grabbing the briefcase. John Connie, thank you, buddy. I'm on the Liv Morgan bandwagon. I can't pick heads or tails of any of this. I try to do this as process of elimination. Like Alexa Bliss and Oscar, I think they're out. They already want it. They don't need it. Naomi, that'd be great if Naomi won it, but I just think they just never want to do anything with her. Natalia, no. Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross is Nikki Ash, excuse me, on such a roll right now. I feel like she doesn't need it either. I feel there's a story going in. Is Liv trying and trying and trying? And I don't think she was going to be in until the very last minute, but I guess the injury changed that. So I'm going to go Liv Morgan. I'm going Jersey Strong, Ryan Joy. I think Liv Morgan is going to be the person who's like reaching for the brave briefcase when Brock Lesnar's music hits type of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. We all want to win. We're excited for her to win. She's about to yeah. win. And whoever the question marks are or something like that, whoever the big heel coming back is going to be is going to win. So um, I'm going to go question marks at the moment. Yeah, so this Sasha, yeah, Sasha Banks is a SmackDown wrestler. They could announce her on Friday, John Smith. Yeah, the whole story was Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan, trying, trying, trying. She'll get close, but she won't get there. And I got Zelina Vega winning it because nice. we need to care about Zelina Vega. And I don't think anybody really does right now. And she's going to – I mean, like, we all I, – I don't know how you guys feel personally about her, but, like, they haven't given us much of a reason to really care much about her. And you know, I think the the briefcase works best on a heel. If if it's going to be around, if it's going to be around, if they're not going to cash in night of, which you know, Zelina Vega's on SmackDown, and Bianca's not even fighting on on the pay per view, so I think that works out. So I got Zelina winning it. All right, Maggie May, who's right here? Are we all wrong? Well, I went Nikki. I went Nikki. All right. She's you know the one thing for me. I I wanted to go question mark too, but. You know, the one thing for Nikki is that they they did have her right win win uh, against Rhea in that whole Rhea Charlotte series. Yeah. So there is a story to go back to there. So yeah. I'm going Nikki. Okay, like I said, the one thing I'm taking into consideration here, like there's a quick. It's almost like I normally look at it like, okay, who from Raw, who from SmackDown. The draft is next month, so that like, yeah. that whole situation is just completely out of the window. As uh, Maggie mentioned earlier, the draft. So, uh, and now we have the men. Uh, Ricochet last night, he defeated John Morrison in an amazing match, a false count anywhere match after a splash from the top rope onto Morrison through a ladder on the outside. Uh, Riddle was also involved in that match, not wrestling, but he made the Miz look like a turtle, dropping him on the back with his wheelchair, rendering him completely useless. 
Jinder Mahal stole Drew McIntyre's sword, so Drew McIntyre trashed Jinder Mahal's motorcycle, so that was Jinder's story. And then on SmackDown, Baron Corbin, oh, poor Baron. Baron Corbin's backstage, you say money in the bank is a must win for him. It can turn his entire life around. Must win situation. Game seven for Baron Corbin. And uh, he did not yeah, get the yeah, yeah. yeah, he did not get the job done, even though. Uh, but I guess the, the big winner was King Shane Nakamura. Not only did he win the qualifying match, uh, he got a nice new Mercedes out of it. So he you know, went to an auction, got a nice little Mercedes, and said uh, King Crabbin on the front of it. So that was a pretty cool license plate. <laughs> uh, then Seth Rollins defeated Cesaro uh, with the stomp to qualify. Cesaro was a bloody mess in the match. That was pretty cool. Uh, Biggie and Kevin Owens, they qualified as well. They were doing commentary throughout the night. So it was going to be a fatal four-way match on SmackDown. That should be fun. If you want to throw a winner of that one, uh, feel free. But here are the eight men in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Last year's Otis. Uh, let's just leave that as it is. Um, you think they're going to do something of a surprise like Otis again? I was pretty hell-bent on AJ Styles. I forget who Tyler picked. Uh, but maybe Johnny Drip Chip, John Smith. Are we, is this going to be a moist in the uh, bed? Money in the moist? Money in the moist. Uh, <laughs> moist? I don't know. I don't know how you would work in it. Moisty? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he's winning it as much as I would love to see it because I'm a huge John Morrison fan. But uh, I like – well, for the four-way on SmackDown, I like Big E to win that. But I like Riddle to win the money in the bank because I, I still have hopes out for uh, for him versus – him and Randy Orton, Randy as champ, and him with the money in the bank briefcase because that would be a very, very fun dy dynamic on TV. And even if that doesn't happen, I think Riddle – is like the next big thing for them, and I, you know, this will just catapult his career. That is the big question, Ryan Joy. Is Riddle making Vince McMahon laugh hard enough to the point where Vince is going to give him the money in the bank briefcase where Riddle said he would challenge the tag team champions? I, I see that the idea of him uh, cashing in for the tag championships. Is the has me questioning like a lot of things. Like he could win this match. AJ almost <laughs> could win their match. They could do the cash in that night. Whole thing that could all happen. Um, I kind of said earlier though. I think Bobby Lashley's going to walk all over Kofi. He's probably going to walk all over Woods in the process. And I think they're going to need some buddy to come in and defend them. And I think that somebody is Big E. They're going to need somebody to feel. The power. I'm with you. I got Big E on this one. That's what I came down. It's between Big E and Riddle. And they said if, if Big E gets that win on Friday, I'm jumping to the Riddle ship. I'll tell you that right now, John McConnell. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what would uh, happen. It's and it, it's going to happen if I pick Big E here because <laughs> that's exactly what happens all the time to me. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to stay away from that for now. <laughs> I had Big E winning, uh, you know, all along, especially after uh, the first four qualifiers, uh, or first three qualifiers at least. And then Drew found his way back in, and I, I just feel like, uh, uh, you know, uh, resume builder, you know, one more thing to put on his resume. I got Drew winning this. 
Nice. You and Gary on Drew. All right. So we got a couple on uh, Riddle, a couple on Big E, a couple on Drew McIntyre. Maggie May, who's right? Survey says Big E. All right. I don't want to say, I, you know, I don't want to put Ryan on the spot here, but I've had Big E uh, circled here all day. And uh, we were having a conversation earlier today, and he, he wasn't really leaning that way. So what changed your mind, Ryan? I don't know. The whole show. <laughs> once, once Why do you make your picks? <laughs> <laughs> so now, now the last one. I'm sorry. Go for it, Ryan. The, the real formula here, because she gets all these perfect pay-per-views, is that she looks, she asks me who I'm going to pick, and she picks one off of me, and then she gets that one right, and I get it wrong. So <laughs> that's what's happened the last two I'm times. nervous, though. We've been uh, pretty aligned here, so this, this could be dangerous for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, here's the true test of that. Tyler Dell, I forgot to say his name. Oh, name's yeah. Tyler Stay away from his picks. Stay away from him. So who did Tyler pick? Let me just pull this up real quick. I pick All right, Edge. Bobby Lashley, he's going with Edge. All right, we're going to clear that. He's going with Edge. <laughs> Rhea Ripley, Seth Rollins, Alexa Bliss. And then safe. he's calling the cash-in. Uh, he's picking Edge because he wants Rollins to cash-in <laughs> on Edge. He's going to pick the cash-in right away on the first night. So um, they, had an all, and, uh, they had an interaction uh, on SmackDown on Friday, and they still remember 2014, so I'm not insane. So they're going to do something. That's probably SummerSlam, which is great. Um, but Tyler's going for the uh, the Money in the Bank cash and wager now at ProWrestlingPickem.com. This is the only way you can lose points. You can do the, uh, the cash and wager. If you say yes, if they cash in, you get a bonus 20 points. But if you say yes, they, uh, you're going to present them cashing in, and if they don't, you lose 10. Now, it's just on the cash-in, not on whether or not they win the title or not. The bell rings, and it's officially cashed in. You get the 20 points. So this is men's or women's, either or. Tyler's got uh, – he's gambling. He wants 20 points on the men's. Anybody uh, – John Connie, any cash-ins? I am horrible at picking this, so – I, probably one will happen, but if I pick one, it'll be the other. So I'm just going to say no, not putting the uh, the money or the points on the line for either one. Yeah, I predicted one cash incorrectly. I got Sheamus back in 2015 on Roman Reigns. Sheamus 535. Ryan Joy, any cash-ins? Yeah, I'm not punching the button on Pro Wrestling Pick'em, but if there was going to be one, I think it would be the women's. All right, that'd be three, three out of the last four years, John Smith, right away. Yeah, I don't think the the women's is because I got a SmackDown woman winning it. Um, and then, yeah, no, I don't think Riddle would cash in. So, no, I, I don't have it. Don't well, discount yeah. that right away, John Smith, because, you know, let's say it's Selena Vega wins. You know, she could have an attack on Bianca Belair in the backstage area and then call for her match right there. Yeah, and what, drag her out to the, to the ring, I guess. By the hair, yeah. By the yeah. hair, there you go. Maggie May, is anybody cashing in on Sunday? I don't think so. I think with with my pick with Big E, he's got too much personality to waste that on cash and it in one like on night one, right? So yeah. I, I don't think so, and uh, I don't think for the women's either. All right, sounds good. So we're gonna wrap this up. We're coming up on the two hour mark. NXT is about to start. They have a honey of a show going, so we don't want to miss anything. Uh, please go to uh, the primetime rundown powered by StreamYard with Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca. 
is now airing at 7 p.m. on Monday nights as they take you through the wide world of sports right here on all the Eastern Observer platforms. For more information, please go to theeasternobserver.com. Tune into the Daily Wrestling News Show Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m., sometimes Fridays, and get your morning cup of joy with Ryan and his band and merry co-hosts as they sort through all the poppycock. Wrestle right here, also right here on all cool. of the Eastern Observer platforms. The Body Slam Brigade newsletter, over 4,200 subscribers. We probably have to 43 or 44 right now, right? right. 44. Yeah, 4,400 subscribers receive this weekly column. Make sure you go to minutes2belltime.com to subscribe. The Body Slam Brigade by Ryan for you for free. Please go to all of your music providers and make sure you get the Black Cats NYC new album, Free Cake. They are the official music band of the Eastern Observer, Free Cake by the Black Cats NYC. As always, the Eastern uh, again, my God, I did it again. I'm messing up my own promo. The Essential Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by ProWrestlingPickem.com, the Pro Wrestling Pick'em internet leader in sports entertainment today. Uh, join us in the Essential Wrestling Public Pool and play against us or create a pool with you and your friends. ProWrestlingPickem.com, play against your friends, play against the universe, and honestly, guys, I'm not lying. Maggie May likes it too. <laughs> <laughs> Join us back here on the Essential Wrestling Podcast for episode 63. We will be back here next Tuesday going over the results of everything that we just talked about and how Maggie May whooped all of our asses yet again. <laughs> we are over two hours. We're just going to skip the uh, the endings right here. Maggie May, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you had a lot of fun. For yeah. John Smith, for John DeCani. Ryan Joy at MinutesToBellTime.com. Guys, this is the last time I'm going to put it up. She's back, and she is going to be on SmackDown at least for the next month or so until she gets drafted somewhere. But Tegan Knox, glad to have you back. Alexa Bliss, we love you. Larry Steve, always in our hearts. John DeConey, take it home. Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. So Ryan did say he did buy a bottle of the Nugenics Total Tea. How was it that 